This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to Wednesday Wonders on the Mutual Audio Network. Be amazed. The following audio drama is rated restricted for anyone listening under the age of 17. Frequent or prolonged examples of adult situations, violence, or coarse language may apply. Ooh, this should be good! Were you to have asked me when I was a child, Clarice Samdi, why in the world would you have chosen Tycho Eastling to be your hero? I truly doubt I could have answered you. At one time or another, we are all wont to join or form our own cult of personality. For some, it's artists, poets, painters, politicians, authors, musicians. And for me, a legendary architect. Though I'm hardly alone in this obsession. There are so many who revere him, but I chose to follow him. I desired not just to visit the places he created, but to actually live there. To somehow understand the path he chose, as if it would be meaningful in my own path in life, even though I myself am a scientist and not an architect. So, when I was given the opportunity, through employment with Metadyne, to actually move to the city that bears his name, Eastling, I could hardly refuse. And as the city's end draws near, and with it my own, I must ask, was it fate that brought me here, or just bad luck coupled with the pathetic obsession? Tycho Eastley, your visions prompted you to build a city that lived under a death sentence. And as I have lived, and breathed, and existed, and loved, and lost, and walked within the hallowed halls of this city, I realize that when the executioner's axe does fall, I do not relish living in a world without this place. It was not fate that brought me to my end. It was inevitability. Now, if you will excuse me, I think I'll go and pay my last respects. Technical Difficulties presents The Account, A Tale of the Waking World, The Snows Are Eternal, Part 9.
So, let me see if I understand this correctly. You want to cut a deal with me. Yes. Well, 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 well. Isn't that interesting? So, who do I have the honor of addressing? Oh, come on. Don't be all coy on me now. We've come this far together, haven't we? So am I, you know, and I'm really not good at that sort of thing. So if that's the best you can offer me, I guess we'll just have to say our goodbyes. I have waited for you. I'm touched, really, I am. But if that's the best you can do in terms of identification... I am the one. I am... Araquiel. See, that wasn't so hard now, was it? Pleased to meet you, Araquiel. Now, what's this proposition you have for me? Release me. That's not really a proposition, is it? That's more like a request. Release me, and I will grant you your desire. Better? Tempting, certainly, but still sort of unspecific. See, I don't really have exactly a desire per se, more like a big warehouse in my head stacked full of them, so... Power. Yes, that would be sort of a nice, loose umbrella term for what I want, isn't it? But, you see, the thing is, I can't help but notice that you're trapped wherever it is you are, whoever you are, and you seem to need me. Now, don't take that the wrong way. I mean, I'm not suggesting that you don't actually have any power. You certainly do. You've made a very interesting library of recordings. But, um, I haven't seen any indication that you even possess the level of power that I would desire, let alone have the ability to grant it to me. And even if you did, would I be willing to pay that price? See, I above more than anybody else know what it's like to deal with devils, if you'll excuse the expression. You give people what they desire what they want, what they need, what they can't live without. And once you've got them lured in, you take it away from them. You tempt them, you corrupt them, you trap them. Sometimes you even make them think that they're playing you for fool, but in the end, you always crush them. I'm good at this. I've had some experience, you know. Fun times, fun times. But um, I've played the game enough times to have memorized the rules by now. If I may interject, Mr. Brent... Well, of course you can, Professor. I wouldn't want you to think that your opinion wasn't valued here. This being is a celestial. An angel. It most likely has the destruction of this city and all of its inhabitants upon its agenda. Dealing with it would be most unwise. What's even less wise is interrupting me while I'm trying to do business. Do you understand? Are you even listening? No, I am not listening. You were the one who played the recording for me. You were the one who introduced the new data. Professor, now sit quietly and observe your experiment. <laughs> Sorry about that. Still there? Fantastic. I like a client with patience. What say we start our business agreement with a trial, Ron? You tell me what you need right away, and I'll tell you what I need to obtain it for you. Let's see how that goes and progress from there. Agreed? Agreed. What can I get you? The key that unlocks the gate. The key that unlocks the gate. Where do I get one of those? The champion of the veil. He 
has stolen it. Uh -huh. And its number is 165. Why do beings like this always have to be so damn obtuse? Who's the champion of the veil? Knight. Phillips. Sir Hanover Phillips. He's got your key. Take back what is ours, 165. Oh, and they just sent keys to lay a trap so I could kill him. Oh, this is not really going the way I wanted it to. <laughs> All right, well, I'll do what I can. I'll contact you to tell you what I need. You shall be rewarded. Yeah, one would hope. How do I get in touch with you? Good to know. One more question. Why me? You had a lot of people to choose from in this city. Why me? You are special. Oh, please. You mean useful, don't you? You are incorruptible. You know, there's a lot of people who would probably take issue with that. chose me because my motives are pure, violent, selfish, and pure. Yeah. Oh, you flatterer. Sir Phillips, the blood guard's awfully good at wrecking stuff, but not very subtle. Yeah, I got the gist of that. <laughs> now, they'd have you believe that in a contest between a knight and an ogre, it all comes down to sheer brute strength. But the truth is... <laughs> at the end of the day, it's really all in the technique. I'll be sure and make a note of that. Do so. By the way, stay alert, please. Blood guards aren't bound by honor in a fight. If defeating me means going after you. He won't hesitate. I'll make a double note of that. Well, I hope that's not all you've got tonight. No. I haven't even unpacked my big guns yet. By the way, out of curiosity, how long was this diversion supposed to last, anyway? Oh, I'm a diversion, am I? Yeah, I hate to break it to you, Sparkles, but you're basically an object lesson. A punching bag for me to demonstrate on my student here. You know, your boss, Luxor Brandt, he can't possibly be as stupid as you are. My guess is he ordered you to send your dead friend on the floor in to try and take a pot shot at me in the hopes of injuring or miraculously killing me, which would put me out of the way so you could take out Phillips, but... Head-to-head -head fight with me, fair and square. You're not even in my league. Now, you were sent in here to keep the two of us occupied while he implemented his greater plan. Hence, you are a diversion. Unless I'm wrong. Unless your boss is the sort of the guy who doesn't send his underlings in to be captured, beat up, injured, and killed. Just to buy himself some breathing space, is he? Sucks to be a flunky, doesn't it? By the way, one last thing. Lorca Matthias, your teacher. Like I said, he and I are old drinking buddies. And I happen to know that the very last thing that he tells his students before he graduates them 
is that they're honor-bound never to brag about who their master might be, lest their actions bring dishonor upon the school. So, tell me, did he fail you, or did you just drop out? Let me show you what I've learned. Ah, well, now we're in for a special treat. Uh, Turvey, what's he doing? What you're witnessing here, my boy, is the Blood Guard's ultimate technique. It's called simplicity. Doubles his defensive power and triples his attack power, lowering his intelligence and turning him basically into a killing machine. Doesn't last long, about two minutes, but that's usually enough time to get the job done. Fantastic. Uh, Turvey, right about now's the time you're going to unpack those big guns of yours, right? Yeah, well, unfortunately, when a blood guard gets like this, he's pretty much going to chew up and spit out anything I can throw at him. You just said he was out of your league, so how are we supposed to stop him? Yeah, well, head down! Head down! With considerable difficulty. Okay, plans, plans, think. I gotta get the key to the gate, 165, whatever that means, from Phillips. Provided Keys hasn't actually killed Phillips. Oh, who am I kidding? Keystone Stewart has screwed up so many times. It's hard to imagine he's gonna do something right at this late date. Knowing my luck, though. All right, never mind. We get the key from Phillips, whether he's alive or dead, somehow, and then we go to... I believe it was the fossil room you took them to, Professor Samdi. I think that makes a good destination, don't you? Are you completely insane, or are you just evil? I don't see why that has to be an either-or scenario. This is an angel you are dealing with. You can't possibly trust what it says. <laughs> of course I don't trust what it says. I don't trust anything anybody says. I mean, this is fairly obvious, isn't it? It's going to attempt to corrupt and consume me, destroy my soul or whatever, and I'm going to attempt to take total control of the situation and try to command its power. Duh. <laughs> this isn't a question of trust. This is a question of risk. Do I risk everything, including my life and potentially my soul, to get what I want? And the answer with me, of course, always, is yes. Anything worth having is worth risking. And if you want it all, well, there's your price. Everything is risk. You know, it's like a scientific experiment. You introduce new data, and you wait to see what the outcome will be. Always remember, Professor, you didn't have to play that recording for me. I think you were trying to scare me out of my plan to steal whatever Metadyne was researching regarding the angels, but, well, this is the unexpected result, isn't it? What's the matter? Don't like the outcome of your test so far? I don't know. I haven't accumulated enough information yet. Well, I'll see what I can do to provide you with a much more comprehensive overview. How's that? By the way, about those recordings... Yes? You wouldn't happen to have the name Keystone Stewart in your database there, would you? As a matter of fact, I do. Good. Dump that onto a flash drive for me. I want to listen to it later and see if he's a whiny bitch at the end. Give me a good chuckle. As you wish. Oopsie, here we go. Hang on a second. Status report. Luxor, we have contact. We've made contact. Yeah, good, good. Where are you? We need backup. Uh, Come help us. Yeah, yeah. Where are you? We're right down the hall from you. Great. Stay right there. All right. And nice knowing you. Luxor! Luxor! Right on time. Actually, I think she's a few seconds ahead of schedule. You just leave your men to die? Your holiday parties must be a laugh riot. Yes. 
I have a good severance package. Now get in front of me like a good hostage. <laughs> Nero. Luxor. So, did you miss me? Not this time. You have been listening to The Account, A Tale of the Waking World. The Snows Are Eternal, Part 9. Written and performed by Kyan Chris Conroy as part of the Technical Difficulties Podcast Series. Contact me with a Gmail at techdiff at gmail.com. Comment on the show over at techdiff.com. Join the discussions at techdiff.freeforums.org. Look for Technical Difficulties on Facebook and follow us at twitter.com slash techdiff. To be continued next time on The Account. And for those of you out there who missed the announcement earlier this week because you skipped over that because it wasn't an episode of the show proper, and I know who you are, or, well, I don't know who you are, but I know there are people out there who do it, Technical Difficulties has just won the 2010 Parsec Award for Best Comedy Podcast. Woohoo! We're an award-winning podcast. Well, by we, I mean me, and you get to share in the joy because you're the listeners and I know you support it so well. Welcome aboard if you're new to the program, and... Um, yeah, this isn't actually comedy, as you can see. This is more of a drama thing. Well, there is comedy. It goes on. Look back in the feed and look for the episodes called Technical Difficulties uh, or the Advent Calendar, uh, as I said in the announcement earlier. And um, you'll see that the comedy is there. This is, this is more of an ongoing adventure serial. I, have, I wear a lot of hats. That's what I do. Actually, I wear one hat. I got a really cool new hat. I'll have to take a picture of myself wearing my cool new hat. I finally found a hat that actually I can wear after 40 years of looking for one. That's right, I've been concerned about my headwear since I was two. According to the Parsec Award Council Consortium Masters, I'll be receiving my Parsec Trophy uh, via UPS later, uh, early next week or later next week. Either way, I'll have a picture up. There'll be a picture of my award, for my award-winning show, which has an award now. Award. Anyway, just a quick reminder, if you'd like to donate to the show so I can upgrade the equipment and or pay for the server costs, you can send me money via PayPal at techdiff at gmail.com. And for the price of $6 and your address so I can send it to you, you can also have a signed and numbered copy of my CD of Whoever Wishes. Uh, That's the name of the episode, Whoever Wishes. It was put up as a podcast earlier, but if you'd like a CD copy that you can give to people or play in your car if you don't have an mp3 player in your car or something then um well i can get you one it's a spiffy little like printed label thing with my signature and a number on it if you're into that sort of thing and i know some people are anyway i'm done gabbing at you i'm gonna go bask in the glow of my award-winning status i guess and uh, i'll see you all again very soon here i won't see anything you'll be hearing my voice again very soon hopefully next friday as i present the next episode of the account and uh take care bye folks goodbye chauncey haworth mark slade and lothar tuppen the demented minds behind the twisted pulp radio hour bring you twisted pulp magazine 
A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D I G I T A L V A U D E V I L L E dot com. Mm-hmm.